night. 10, 14 p.m. in the East. Streaming live on Pride48.com. It's time for The Mix. My name is Daniel Brewer. I do not do this show alone. I normally do it with my best friend Adam Burns. But this evening, doing it with my partner, Zach. Hi, Zach. How are you tonight? Well, I don't know where Adam is, so hopefully I can be just as good. I'm doing excellent. Thank you for asking. We're off to a good start. Uh, yeah, apparently Adam is in the chat room. He said that he is uh, in in the. He's about to go into airplane mode. They're on a plane. They're flying over to Reykjavik to do Reykjavik Pride. I think they're they going to Iceland. Uh, I don't know. He, he, I know he had two trips planned, one of them in the Northeast and one of them. No, uh, this is the July 4th one. So he's going to Boston. So this is the Northeast trip, right? So he's going to be in Boston on July 4th. So that's how I remember that. He's going to be in Reykjavik pride, which I think is later in the year because they don't do their pride in June, which makes sense, right? Because not everyone marks pride month based off the Stonewall, if, especially if they're not Americans and had no, uh, connection with Stonewall whatsoever. I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to uh, talk to you and, uh, and, I, and I'm being, and I'm being sidetracked by Adam who's typing in the chat room because he got upgraded to first class. Anyway, uh, what was I going to say? How are you, Zach? How are you doing this evening? I'm, it's been a week. It's it been has? a long week and today's been a shitty day. So <gasps> why, why was today a shitty day? I mean, this is, this is like the Friday before a holiday, not really, because we we do have to work because on Monday. Fourth of July is on a Tuesday. But honestly, I think everyone in my department is out on Monday, and my boss has already said, like, yeah, I'm knocking off at like noon on Monday because nobody's here. So I'm I'm only working like a half day on Monday. So it it kind of has that long weekend feel. So why was today bad? What what happened? Uh, I don't know. The Supreme Court decided to be the fucking Supreme Court. Oh, see, I. I I am aware of those things. I just don't let them ruin my life like that. Like there's nothing I can do about it other than vote, which I plan on doing, right? And I plan on encouraging as many people as possible to go out and vote when that is is a thing. But, you know, old white guy's gonna old white guy, right? That's <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna do what they're gonna do. I have it on the list here to talk about the Supreme Court, so we can talk about that. Um some of their different rulings that they have come out with today. I know, um, but there's a, a, one other thing that I want to talk about before we get there first, and that is something that we need to get out of the way because there are thousands upon thousands of people that listen to this podcast each and every week just so they can hear about my running update. They Just so they can find out how I'm doing with my journey uh, on, on uh, a journey to be a runner, I guess, uh, you know, and, and where I'm at in that I can't say journey. Process? Yeah, I can't say journey again because it's, <laughs> it's just repeating the word journey over and over. It's my journey, Adam. Uh, Zach, it's my it's my journey. I'll just call you Adam. Okay. Everybody take a shot every time he calls me Adam. That's Don't good. do that. You'll end up on the floor. Okay. So uh, here is my process with my running. I know that I had mentioned last week on this show that I broke down and ordered a, uh, a treadmill off of Facebook Marketplace. Zach and I went and picked that up on Saturday of, no, Sunday of this past week. Uh, It was one of, it was so weird. Like I had never used, that was my first experience with Facebook Marketplace. And I feel like I've heard anecdotally like horror stories about Facebook Marketplace of scams and things like that. And so to me, it's like uh, I had 
reached out to this woman and said, hey, is this still available and can we pick it up this weekend? She said, Sunday is best for me, 10 to noon. And I'm like, all right, great. I'm, I'm, she's like cash only. I'm like, fine, that's fine. I got the cash. I'm just tell me, you know, where you live and I'll be there on Sunday between 10 and noon. And she's like, well, I won't send you my address until 30 minutes before you leave on Sunday. It's like, oh, okay. And so I woke up Sunday morning and texted her and, you know, in the little Facebook messenger chat that we had going, I was like, okay, I need, I need the address so we can go. And she didn't send us the address to what, like 1130. You were, you were about ready to just call the whole thing off. I was like, if she lived 30 minutes away, there was no way we were going to make it there within her window of noon, you know, 10 to noon. Uh, but eventually she did message and said, Oh, I'm sorry. I just saw this message. I'm so sorry. Uh, and then we went out there. We didn't get there till a little after 12. So screw you lady. We made you wait. Um, and we got, no, no, she made us wait and therefore made herself wait. It's all, it's all her fault. Pretty much. But we got, we got our treadmill. We, we got it into our house. Um, the cats did not immediately freak out about it. Like, I feel like we've used it numerous times. Well, it's been used every day since it's been here by one or both of us. And I feel like, yeah, the cats, the cats are like watching me run on it. So, I mean, they're, yes, they're they, 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 they like to stand there and watch us. And the how, I mean, the, the house, the, uh, the treadmill was in the house for all of five minutes before they were both climbing on it and sniffing it and laying under it. And- yeah, as cats do. Yeah their curiosity and cats something about that there's probably a clever saying about it but the uh so we oh we had the treadmill so i i have been able to run this week so i ran on both tuesday and thursday uh again keeping on my game plan here i did not try to increase my runs distance at all or my run uh time at all i'm still running uh two minutes and 10 seconds and walking for a minute 30. That is going to be the pace that I'm going to uh, use on Monday night slash Tuesday morning at our July 4th, 10 K. Uh, so, and that is, that is the big news of the running this week is that there is a 10 K this week. Uh, so it's the July 4th, midnight for uh, 10 K, which the mi- mi- midnight 4 K. Yeah. Yeah. But it happens on the third, not the fourth. I mean, it technically it is happening on the fourth, but it's, so it's like, Really, really early morning, July fourth. So it doesn't interfere with us going and seeing fireworks on the evening of July fourth. So, which we probably won't do anyway. I don't know. We our previous cat princess did not react well to fireworks. She, uh, you know, when when people started setting them off in the neighborhood, she would run and hide, and she was not a fan. And you were concerned that there would be a bunch of fireworks around here that would upset the new cats. And so you didn't want to be gone July 4th in the evening. You wanted to be here for them. Correct. I, I originally had thought, oh, we can go to Disney and we'll go to Magic Kingdom or Epcot and see their fireworks. And then I remembered that animals don't like fireworks, but we don't know how the boys are going to handle them. Yeah, we don't. And I thought for sure, because last year at this time, they were already setting off fireworks. Like, oh, they are. They're, they're, I've, I've heard a few going okay. off already. I, I really haven't heard many of them. And they don't seem to be freaking out. They were running around in here earlier. So I don't see them at the moment, but I, I don't think they're cowering anywhere. Um, so so we'll see. We'll see. I, I feel like uh, tonight and tomorrow night and Sunday night will kind of give us a gauge as to how well they're going to handle it. And then we can make that decision if we want to stay on Tuesday night or not. 
So, but it's weird. It's a weird work week, right? We have to work on Monday and then, you know, come back. We're off Tuesday and then. It's kind of weird. But next year, thanks to Leap Year, next year it will be on a Friday. So. Isn't that fun? I like, I like long weekends. (laughs) Actual long weekends, not, you know, random Tuesdays. All right, so let's th- then let's talk about the Supreme Court. This is something that we can't do with Adam on this show, which uh, is talk about things that are in the news because Adam notoriously does not like to follow uh, the news. So he doesn't have a lot to say on these things. So it's kind of, uh, you know, difficult to talk about this. But you do, you do, you follow the news. And so which of the Supreme, so the Supreme Court came out with two big ones today right um we had the 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 student debt relief and Correct. then the uh the the designer the the website designer who has a hypothetical gay client the, the website designer <laughs> who made up this imaginary gay couple who's never actually designed a website for anyone in her life. Yeah, when they tracked down the name and contact information that she gave for the person, some reporter called them and it was some dude that was like, I'm I'm married. I have a kid. It's like I I wasn't planning a wedding a year. I have I have no plans on planning a wedding whatsoever. I don't know what you're talking about. So so we don't know if she made up this information or not. But that that to me is the biggest thing about this is like, this seems so hypothetical. And I always thought, you know, from watching top notch legal dramas on TV, like the good wife, right. I always thought you had to have actually committed the crime before you can be, you know, ruled on. Right. No, we just, we just got relegated to second class citizens in our own fucking country over something that never happened. But I mean, isn't that prior restraint? Right. I mean, it's like if there was no gay client trying to uh, do, I also, I feel like a lot of the reporting has gotten this wrong and I haven't, it's so new that I haven't read like a magazine piece on it really to get my, my head around it. But I, I feel like they were ruling on a very narrow piece of this, right? They were, they were ruling on the first amendment part of this, which she wanted the, the thing that she was going to run afoul of her of her state law with was that she was going to advertise that she would not cater to, she would not take gay men uh, or gay couples in her business. Right. That was, that was the piece that was, that she was claiming. You can't tell me that I can't advertise that I won't take gay men or gay couples uh, because you're impeding on my free speech. Me saying that I don't want gay couples as a client is my free speech. Right. That is, and I feel like that's what they ruled on. I don't think they really ruled on whether or not she can, uh, you know, deny them as customers. But yet, everything I I read kind of makes that assumption that that she is saying. So I, I'm I'm. It's new, and I'm I'm waiting for people to digest it and then get some more thought pieces on it before I really kind of settle into what I feel about that. But it, it did strike me as weird as like. There was no gay couple trying to get a website. And who who the hell is hiring someone to make a wedding website? Like, can you not go to Squarespace? Can you not go to WordPress? Like, what, do you need to hire someone to design a wedding website? For, like, is that a straight person thing that I just don't get? Like, do would you go? Like, all of my nephews got married. Like, what, I don't know why I would ever go to their wedding website. Like, what what would I do on their wedding website? I don't know. 
like what gift registries of, or yeah, uh, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like you could do that on, you, you don't need someone to design a website for you. You can make a Facebook page of that, right? He's like, do you really need uh, a wedding website? I don't know. It, it just seemed, seemed odd. Um, but yeah, yeah. Kathy Marshall in the chat room is agreeing with us here. Is that the implications of the web design case are stuck. Yeah, it's all hypothetical. There's this hypothetical gay couple that might want a website, but she wants to say that she doesn't want them as a client. Uh, and now she's allowed to, I don't know. Yes. And, 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 uh, someone I know put it, put it this way, you know, someone we know, uh, uh, Dave Cobb was like, I now my, me and my husband can go to a hotel and they can be like, Oh, you got a room with one King. Are you sure you don't want two Queens? And she's and, like, girl, we are two queens. And then, and, uh, and, and, yeah. and, and they can say, no, you're getting two queens because I don't want to give you a room with one king. And you can either take the room with two queens or you can not have a room at all. But doesn't the opposite apply? Can't we say, can't a gay business say, I'm sorry, we don't, we don't uh, allow straight people here. And that's what I've been seeing and, you know, reposting things about all day. But, you know, the minute we do it, someone's going to cry religious freedom. And with this Supreme Court, they're going to win. I'm sorry, no bridal parties here in this gay bar. This gay bar is a bridal party free gay bar. Uh, something like that, I think. I don't know. Um, but the other the other ruling that came out from the Supreme Court today affected you more directly, right? Because you do have student loans. I do. And while I'm disappointed and irritated, I am also lucky enough, I have the money to pay them off squared away yeah. in my savings account. Okay. I can just pay my remaining balance off. It's not that much. But there are a lot of people out there who are not as fortunate and don't have as low of a balance that I do that were looking forward to this and now you've essentially just told people you know no uh no no debt relief for you while I take my free uh trips and plane rides and lavish gifts for 20 30 40 years uh because I'm the Supreme Court is well six of the nine justices on the Supreme Court are you know largely compromised and several of them have been bought so now i why do you oh excuse me don't die why do you say six of the nine i feel we know about uh basically uh thomas and uh who's the who's the other one neil not is it gorsuch no it's uh the, the it's either gorsuch or alito I don't alito it's alito yeah so it's alito and thomas that have uh, been tracked back to billionaires taking them on fishing trips and putting them up in private cabins. Yes, but uh, then, you, then, then you have the mysterious disappearance of Brett Kavanaugh's however many hundreds of thousand dollars, thousands of dollars in debt, and Amy Coney Barrett's been linked to all sorts of sorts of religious groups that have had, you know, yeah. cases. I just it, it it that annoys me. It also annoys me that. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to pivot here slightly, but the whole Diane Feinstein situation where we have Diane Feinstein won't step down because the Republicans are saying that they would block her replacement from being on the Judiciary Committee in her place, which means that the Judiciary Committee would then swing back to a uh, you know a three three uh, 
you know, the Democrats wouldn't have an extra seat on the Judiciary Committee. And to me, that's just a colossal failure of leadership from Chuck Schumer. It's like, I feel like Chuck Schumer is so not the right guy to be the majority. He's like, and you know this because you live with me. So you know that I, I was bitching about Pelosi and Schumer getting back in power the moment that it happened. This is just, this is, they've proven, they had their day. They did what they did back in their time, but the times have changed and they haven't changed with it, right? It's like Chuck Schumer has no penchant for the dirty politics that Republicans are playing. He has, he's, he's the, the lawful good paladin sitting there while the rogues are putting, you know, kick me signs on his back, right? He's, he's incapable of dealing with the nefariousness of the Republican leadership. And that's just, it's annoying, right? It is, it's like, I, I, I don't understand why more Democrats aren't saying the same thing. I don't understand why more Democrats aren't up in arms that we re-put Schumer and Pelosi back in, in power because they've had their day. Let them have had their day. Not you. It's like, isn't this country supposed to be built off of not having dictators? Isn't that our whole thing about Trump and, and these other like mini tyrants and dictators? It's like the whole thing is just uh, uh, highly annoying to me. And now we can go back to the Supreme Court. But it's like, I I feel like there's a big problem in Washington, period, right? Of uh, there seems to be absolutely no rules that the Supreme Court has to follow. Like there's no- No, there aren't. There there are no rules. There is a way to impeach them and remove them from the bench, but it'll never happen unless we somehow get a two-thirds majority in both chambers of Congress, really, or at least have control of the House. And have a two-thirds majority in the Senate. Yeah, and uh, Kathy Marshall again in the chat room pointing out that Pelosi is stepping down. Yeah, but she shouldn't have taken the. She shouldn't have rerun for leadership to start with. She should have let herself. Pelosi's not our leader in the House anymore, anyway. No, but she. All I'm trying to say is, well, she's a minority leader, but the. No, she's not. She's not who. Who is Hakeem Jeffries? Oh, so she already stepped down. Yes, yeah, she stepped down earlier. She oh, stepped okay. down yeah. when, so when, once, when we once lost it didn't, the house. Yeah, once it didn't mean anything, she stepped down. But it's like, I feel like she shouldn't have run for it in the first place because she had a, a wildly successful first time as Speaker of the House back during the Obama administration. Why does she need, why did she need to, uh, you know, go in for another encore? She should have just ended on a high note. That's just my feeling. It's like uh, one of the, it's, uh, I feel like Chuck Schumer is the, living embodiment of like Kruger Dunning, right? It's just like he's he's incapable of doing the job that he's gotten, you know, elected to or he has failed his way up to, right? And how many people do we know like that in business, right? It's like the managers and middle management that are just like, how how are you, you're so stupid. How are you, how did you get well, this job? How, how are you in charge? How, how did you, did you just stumble into this? And, it, and nine times out of 10, it's some dude, some white dude, and uh usually some old white dude some old white dude i mean i'm i'm trying not to be offended here i am an old white dude but uh not not but one that's you're in power. not yeah. you're you're not running the country yeah, not i'm currently not running the country uh don't even want to it's not even on my list of things to do look i just i just want to go to disney i just want to go to disney and uh you know have fun and, and travel and stuff it's like i don't really want to run the country that sounds like a way too much work and you know me i know did I, you I, see what it did to obama oh i know yeah black don't crack but obama is looking old and that's uh that's sad because i think obama's younger than me 
is, is what I'm trying to say. I think I think Obama is it. You're googling it right now. See, this is this is what I love about Zach. No matter what what kind of crap that I spit out of my mouth, he immediately starts fact checking me uh, to make sure. I I'm sure Obama is not younger than me. He's like maybe a year or two older than me, right? He's 61. I'm 56, so he's five years older than me. So that that works on in 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 couple of, right? Um. Oh, and now Lamont Cranston pointing out that Ginsburg also should have retired during Obama's. It's like, why? Did, why? Here's the thing. Here's the question that I got to have to ask you, Zach. Let's say for some reason that uh, our, our podcast, Don't Do Disney Without Us, became this super successful podcast. So super successful that they picked it up for like a, a you know, a, a syndication deal, right? Oh, we're going to put it on Spotify. We're going to, you know, we're going to give you millions of dollars to make it a Spotify exclusive. And then that parlays into us getting to, you know, make, make a million or $2 million off of this venture. Right. And then we can sell it off and get out of it. Right. Um, what, after that, I would have no, it's like, once I have a couple of million dollars, why would I want more? Why would I, it's like study after study has shown that there's not an appreciable difference in, uh, you know, level of of comfort in our living between someone that makes two million dollars a year and someone that makes twenty million dollars a year. It's like once you have uh, more than enough money to cover all of your basic needs and everything else is just going into, uh, you know, savings and uh, investments and stuff like that. It's like. What does it matter? What does it matter if you have, what is the difference between having $260 billion and having, you know, a hundred billion dollars? Like you can't spend either amount within your lifetime, even if you tried. So why, why is, why do we put such an emphasis on just holding on to something until like we, until we die with it? It's like, 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 like power. Yeah. Why was it important for, for Ginsburg to hold on? to being a Supreme Court justice when she she was in her 80s, not even in her early 80s, right? She was in her 80s during Obama's term. It's like, why? I, I, I don't know. And her refusing to retire and I'm going to say something that's going to piss off a lot of people and I don't really care. Okay. People not voting for Hillary Clinton and letting Donald Trump win are the reason that we are where we are at today. Wait, so say that again? So people that... Uh... Do- Donald Trump winning the presidency over Hillary Clinton. Yes. Whether that's because, you know, not enough Democrats voted or whatever. Like, the, the, the reason we're here today is because Donald Trump won the presidency and got to appoint multiple Supreme Court justices and, uh, you know, what's his face? Turtle, Mitch McConnell, refusing to give Garland a hearing. Yeah, and the, but that was... Now you're going to be started on that whole thing. Uh, you know, lifetime appointments was not always the norm in the Supreme Courts. No. Um, and even after that lifetime appointment came we in. Need, we, need, we, we need term limits for everybody. Yeah. And also. Not just presidents. Yeah, it's, it's crazy at this point because we keep, we keep appointing them younger and younger, right? We, we appointed. Right. A- A- Amy Coney Barrett's 50. She's yeah. going to be on the court for the next 50 years probably. Yeah. Maybe 40. Okay, Auntie Scott is saying, look no further than my head. What? Auntie Scott, we have had this conversation before, and that's, uh, I did not, 
I voted in Connecticut. We live in the United States of America with the Electoral College. Connecticut went for Hillary Clinton. It did not matter what I voted for for president. The state that I voted in still elected Hillary Clinton. I knew that they were going to elect Hillary Clinton. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even, uh, you know, within, within a shot. There was no chance in any alternate universe in the multiverse that uh, Donald Trump would have carried Connecticut. So that is why I was able to do my silent protest. Uh, and that's had nothing to do. It was, I, you're not going to, uh, to, to, to make me feel guilty about that. Cause I don't, um, anyway, uh, this is, this is why we don't talk about politics. No, I'm kidding. We, we don't talk about politics on the show because Zach doesn't like to talk about, uh, politics. Who? <laughs> Adam. <laughs> Good Lord. You can't even get your. Oh, and you know what? Here's here's the weird thing. We've been on vacations with Adam and Mark, right? We've been on a cruise with them. They've came down. They've come down here to Disney. Adam went with us on a cruise separate than Mark, so we've actually been on two different cruises with Adam for a period, you know, for a week each time. And with the travel days in there, we've been with him like nine days. I still do it. I still, to your face, I still. When you guys are together, I will still call you Adam and him Zach. And uh, I'm, I don't know what it is in my brain that does that. I know what it, I do. Kind of know what it is, right? You two are the closest people to me, like, and so I. I just, you know, you're my family. You're my, you're my chosen family. And so I, I'm just like my mom when she would get mad at me and she would call me my brother's names first before she got to my name. Yeah. And there were only, well, no, there were four of you. There was four. Yeah. And, and, and two females. Um, not really. Did, here's, here's the thing. Did, did your, um, and, and I'm trying to think of a, of, a, of a way to ask this without thinking that I'm attacking or offending you, which I'm not. Um, you, you have a purse collection. Yes. You sometimes uh, wear uh, women's shoes. Yes. Women's shirts. Not the ones with the really crazy V-necks. Because I don't have, I don't have the chest to show them off. Big floppy uh, uh, hats. I have a big floppy hat that I use for gardening and right. yard work. So have you always been uh, that way? Like, have you always just not cared whether it was, uh, you know, so I wait, wait, let me back up. My first question is. I'm confused as to where this is coming from and where you're going with it. Well, it, then I'm trying, I'm trying to get there. We're going to take this journey together. So my first question is, um, well, first, let me make a statement. This doesn't bother me at all. I, I I love the fact that you have a purse collection. I love the fact that you wear women's shoes sometimes. This, this is not anything that I'm not, I'm not attacking you for this because I think it's, I call myself the mother of our cats, right? It's like, so I, I am comfortable uh, adopting things of the other gender, right? I, I am uncomfortable of people misgendering me because I, I, I don't really see it as a big deal. But all right. So my question is, do you wear the women's shoes and carry the purse to make a statement or just because you like the shoes and the purse? The latter. Okay. So just because you like the shoes and the purse. Yes. Fa okay. fa fashion having genders is an outdated concept. Okay. So growing up, you must have uh, done some of these things. Yes. 
I think I maybe tried my mother's high heels on once or twice. You didn't, you didn't ever had a purse? Like when, you know, growing up, like when you were a young adult, like. No, I had, I had backpacks. So when, when did you, when did your parents first see you with a purse? Or, or have they? Probably what I, after we moved in together. Oh, okay. Well, great. <laughs> so they maybe, think maybe, I no, 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 no. I, I, I had a few before we moved in together, but not, not a, not a collection. I see. Not a whole closet full. The um, I, I guess the question that I had was kind of boring now because I, what I was going to ask is like, how did your family react to non-standard gender norms? Like, were they receptive of that or were they uh, off put by it? I'm trying to I'm trying to just get a gauge here as to the, the people in your life when they encounter things that are not of the correct. And I'm using scare quotes there of the correct gender when they encounter those things. Do they get angry like I see a lot of these Republican people getting or are they just like, OK, cool, you, you have a purse like what what camp did your family fall into? Would you say? I'm pretty sure they didn't really care for it at first, but I mean, kind of like the whole, you know, it must be a phase thing. Like I'm 36 and I came out when I was 15. So I have been out for more than half my life at this point. So it's not just a phase. And if it is, it's the longest damn phase ever. So my family, you know, my parents had no issue. Uh, So if I would make a joke about being uh, the favorite daughter or something like that, they, they, they had no reaction to it, right? They, they were just, it was a joke and they didn't care. My sister-in-law, on the other hand, would audibly gasp and get upset at any little misgender thing at all. Like, I remember one year, my mom was really into sewing and making things, like both my mom and dad did crafty things, right? So mom sewed a lot of things and made her own clothes and, you know, made all kinds of things. And then dad was, you know, whittled and made little... Figurines yes, we have some of them yeah. downstairs. So my mom would, would sew. So for Christmas one year, mom had sewn all of us uh, Christmas tree skirts. So uh, she had sewn a Christmas tree skirt for, for me and for my sister Cindy and for my sister-in-law, Karen. She didn't for Less Than Sire because they don't celebrate Christmas. And um, so the three of us got them. And so I immediately took the, the Christmas tree skirt and wrapped it around me and went, oh my God, she got all three daughters a skirt. And my sister-in-law had a fucking coronary. You know, she's like, Daniel, you do not, you know, it's like she was very angry that I would dare to make a, you know, a joke about being of a different gender. Um, all of which is to say, um, I don't understand the, the reactions that people have to that like have you have you watched any of this dylan mulvaney stuff that's going on i mean you're aware of i, I am of aware the, of, of of the controversy but i have not i i i've seen her recent video floating around the internet but i haven't actually listened to it or played it well let's let's remedy that right now real quick let me let me play for you uh her latest uh video now you got to remember of course that uh, for those of you who might have been living under a rock somewhere, uh, Dylan Mulvaney is a trans influencer. Uh, she transitioned 
over a year ago, and she decided to do so publicly um, on her TikTok account, right? So she did a, a year of becoming a woman on her TikTok account where she would say, it's day 13 of being a woman, or it's day 73 of being, you know. Uh, anyway, when she approached her one-year anniversary, uh, Budweiser reached out to her and said, we want to send you uh this, if you will, uh, show our product on your, your feed, basically just a, a standard influencer type contract, right? That I'm going to pay you a couple of hundred dollars or a couple of thousand dollars. Cause she has like 10 million followers, right? So I'm going to, we're going to pay you a few thousand dollars. You're going to show our product on your feed. Right. Um, and these, these brand deals happen like all the time, right? That that's, that's a thing that happens. Even when we were like in podcasting, when we were doing RuPaul's Drag Race Recap, right? We had companies that would say, hey, we'll pay you $300 if you'll talk about our app in this episode, right? Um, so it's, you know, even for a know-nothing little podcast, right? You can make money off of just doing brand deals, right? And so this is all that happened. This is That's all that happened is she did a brand deal with Budweiser where she drank some Budweiser, uh, some Bud Light on her channel and talked about how they had wished her a happy anniversary and that she was very happy to be their friend, all that kind of stuff. Um, and in, in the part of that, they also sent her a single can that had her face on it in the printing, right? So it was just, it was just a single can. That's the only can they ever made that had Dylan Mulvaney's face on it. And it was solely just, you know, as a thing that they gave her to congratulate her on her year. Um, all kind of hell broke loose. All the Republican crazy people got their panties in a wad because Budweiser was supporting them trans people. And uh, it really just became this thing. At the heart of it, though, you got to remember, Dylan Mulvaney is just a 26-year-old girl, right? He, She's not like this wizened person throughout the year. She's, she's, you know, a 26-year-old. And that's a lot. Like, to be the center of hate for the entire country, that's a lot for anyone, much less a 26-year-old who was just really establishing their own identity and everything. So here's, here's her video. Uh, uh, it's been as long as it's been. When, when, when did that happen? When did that whole controversy happen? Do you remember? It's been a good six months, if not longer. Let's find out. Um, but while you look for that, let me play On you. On April 1st. Okay. So April 1st. So <laughs> we have, uh, you know, three months, April, May, June, July. Yeah, almost three months. Uh, anyway, here's her video. Let's, let's listen to it and then we'll talk about it. Hi. One thing I will not tolerate people saying about me is that I don't like beer because I love beer and I always have. She was drinking a beer and um, she was quiet there. So. I built my platform on being honest with you and what I'm about to tell you might sound like old news, but you know that feeling when you have something uncomfy like sitting on your chest? Well, that's how I feel right now. So this feels like the right thing to do. I took a brand deal with a company that I loved and I posted a sponsored video to my page and it must have been a slow news week because the way that this ad got blown up, you would have thought I was like on a billboard or on a TV commercial or something major. But no, it was just an Instagram video. And the wildest part is that they also sent me one can with my face on it. You might have seen it. And funny story, I had the can around my house, but then I realized, wait, I need to protect this can. So I hid it somewhere. And now I can't find it because I hit it so well. But when I do find it, I feel like it needs to go in a museum, preferably behind bulletproof glass. 
And you might be thinking, Dylan, why bring it up now? I, I'm bringing it up because what transpired from that video was more bullying and transphobia than I could have ever imagined. And I should have made this video months ago, but I didn't. And I was scared and, and I was scared of more backlash and, and I felt personally guilty for what transpired. So I patiently waited for things to get better, but surprise, they haven't really. And, and I was waiting for the brand to reach out to me, but they never did. And for months now, I've been scared to leave my house. I have been ridiculed in public. I've been followed. And I have felt a loneliness that I wouldn't wish on anyone. And I'm not telling you this because I want your pity. I am telling you this because if this is my experience from a very privileged perspective, know that it is much, much worse for other trans people. For a company, to hire a trans person and then not publicly stand by them is worse in my opinion than not hiring a trans person at all because it gives customers permission to be as transphobic and hateful as they want. And, and the hate doesn't end with me. It has serious and grave consequences for the rest of our community. And, and you know, we're customers too. I know a lot of trans and queer people who love beer and I have some lesbian friends who could drink some of those haters under the table, but to turn a blind eye and pretend everything is okay, it just isn't an option right now. And, and you might say, but Dylan, I, I don't wanna get political. Babe, supporting trans people, it shouldn't be political. There should be nothing controversial or divisive about working with us. And, and I know it's possible because I've worked with some fantastic companies who care, but, but caring about the LGBTQ plus community requires a lot more than just a donation somewhere during Pride Month. And we'll leave it right there because it, it goes a little bit south after that. But uh, generally, the what she's saying is, is that it would have been better for Budweiser to not have supported a trans person at all than it would to do what they did, which is basically to pay a trans person to advertise their beer. And as soon as they got a little bit of pushback, completely dropped her like they never talked to her they never like reached out to her at all they just was like, well no we're gonna make a new commercial with a bunch of fat white guys in it and look fat white guys drink this beer and you should too no we don't care about them trannies it's like uh just screw you budweiser it's like i when they first supported her i actually bought some bud light i was like you know what i i'll i i agree with what they did there and so I, and then, you know, much to my chagrin, that's when they started backpedaling and, and whatnot. And it's just like, it's so annoying. Um, and, and I don't understand the hatred, I guess is this, this whole, if I can boil this back down to a single point, I don't understand this hatred of why someone's gender matters that much to other people, why it makes them so insanely uncomfortable and insanely uh angry and, and belligerent about this it's like what what is it that that makes them so because it's the other it's it's not the norm it people are people in general not people we surround ourselves with thankfully people are afraid of change and afraid of progress and afraid of not being the ones that the country looks like anymore and <laughs> bitches bitches need to get over it yeah the uh those those 
non-Hispanic Caucasians, uh, which only make up 64% of our population. Yeah, those those people. Oh, we're no longer 76%. Like, whatever. It's like the closest uh, other uh, breakdown is is uh, Hispanics, which come in at like 20-something yeah, percent. And there's, I, I had this up the other day. Let's see. Racial percentages in the U.S. Uh, getting there. Hold, please. Hold, please. Um, where's the percents? Oh. So, white alone, not Hispanic or Latino, is 58.9% of our population. Um, white alone, which includes Hispanics, whites that identify as Hispanics, is 75%. But, so the, the next to the white alone, which is 58%, the next... Cl- highest one is just Hispanic or Latino, which is at 19%. Uh, African-American are at 13.6%. And everything else is just single digits, right? It's like, so what did, What are they so scared of? It's like nobody else has even cracked, you know, a quarter of the population. And they still act like, A, that this is a zero-sum game, and B, that, uh, you know, they're in some kind of, of, of danger. And it's like, I just don't get, I'm just confused by my fellow human sometimes. And that, that annoys me. You know, I wish I had an answer, but you and I give a shit about other people and celebrate diversity. And, you know, we've lived some of these experiences, not all, obviously. Um, But, Humans suck. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't feel that all humans suck. I feel it's... No, it's, it's, it's but a, it's a, a large enough activity. majority of them suck, and a large enough majority of them have put enough people into power that now we're getting decisions rolling back our rights one by one. Well, this has been a super fun episode, hasn't it? We're just uh, all hitting all the light and easy topics. Let's let's do this. Three, two, one. Contact is the secret. It is the contact segment of the show. This is a segment of the show where we read your emails, play your voicemails. Normally, this is where I'd ask Adam if we had any emails, and he would say, nope, we don't. But uh, because Adam's not here, we actually have some emails. Maybe it's just he doesn't know how that works. I don't know. I have to I have to go back and through. So if you've sent an email and you know you've sent an email and Adam just said, no, we don't have any email, I apologize. I apologize for my co-host, Adam, who sometimes has problems Uh, understanding technology. Anyway, uh, our email comes in this week from Kathy Bacon, uh, who says that Gerald brother's wife took me downstairs in their house to show me something. She said, look at this TV and what a waste. She said her husband uh, does nothing all day long, but watch Fox news. And the Fox thing on that channel is burnt into this TV. 
Oh my gosh. That's when depressing. You, when you said that on the show last night, I wanted to hop in the discord and tell you this, but I was exhausted. So I, yeah, I was, I was theorizing like all of these TVs, uh, like Adam's mom, like always has Fox news on 24 hours a day. It's just like, what, what happens like those TVs, like if they're in a pawn shop, like, can you just see the Fox logo? Even when the TV's not on, it's just like, yep, those are the, uh, those are the right wing TVs right there. Uh, anyway, so thank you, Kathy. I'll even sell it to you at a discount. Uh, our next, uh, email comes from Brian. Okay. So this one, uh, is an interesting email to me and I had to, I had to Google some stuff on this one, but here's the email. Hey boys. So I have been away for many years due to stupidity leading to a stint in the BOP. Do you, do you know what the BOP is? No. Bureau of Protection? Close. Bureau of Prisons. I did not know that. I had to Google that. I didn't know what the the BOP was. Uh, That's the Bureau of Prisons for Federal Prisons. Um, I was sure that when I got out, all of my favorite gays would have moved on and I would not have wonderful podcasts. Imagine how happy I was to discover that not only are Daniel and Adam still around, but they are back together. It has been a wonderful it has been wonderful to hear you all again a bit on normalcy as I reacclimate to life in the world. Uh, P.S. Send my regards to Auntie. That would be Auntie Scott. I hope she still enjoys her Mardi Gras decorations. I am sad she is no longer broadcasting. She had a huge impact on me as I have tried to clean up my life. Uh, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Uh, Auntie Scott is in the chat room. So, uh, if he heard that, I'm sure he will, uh, say something about that, but that's, that's nice to know. Um, the, uh, you know, that we've, we've outlived all the other, uh, pod fading gays, Adam and, <laughs> Adam and I, you know, while you were gone, you might've missed another little podcast called that darn Elvis. Uh, it's still, you can find it. Uh, we, we're not making new episodes, but, you know, they'll be new to you. That would be Auntie Scott and myself uh, on That Darn Elvis. Uh, or you could always check out Don't Do Disney Without Us, where me and my partner Zach do, do that podcast. But no, but that, that's cool. Uh, I'm trying to think of who, like, I don't know when, you know, he said been away for many years. So I don't know which podcasters he would want to reconnect with. Because I, I was thinking about people that might have pod faded the other day. And this is not something you would know much anything about like you you never listened to a gay podcast until you were with me right correct yeah so that's that was not a that was not a thing in your life but i'm trying to think like archer still does uh, a podcast um madge still does a podcast uh who who would like even little fatty cast is still out there big fatty does his podcast he's like who oh dial h for homo I, i don't know that i ever heard that one um, QCast Connecticut or QCast CT. Um, that was one. I don't know. Anyway, uh, let me know, Brian, uh, right back in. Just let me know who, who is it we can hook you back up with? Uh, cause they may just be podcasting in a different place in a different way. Uh, and there you go. In a galaxy far, far away. It's true. Um, oh yeah. Pod is my co-pilot is still, uh, Still podcasting. Uh, let's get to my last or last email here. I don't. I, I don't really want to read this email. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, I got occasionally we get emails from publicists wanting us to interview a gay author. Um, 
And that's just, you know, because they Google us and they find, you know, gay podcasts and they ended up finding us and there there was, uh, and usually you can tell that they have no knowledge of your show, right? Uh, but this one, they threw me here because it started off with, hi, Adam and Daniel. So I'm like, oh, maybe they know, maybe they know us. Uh, then they, they're wanting us to interview this author, but they want us to do it now, but not release it until September. Like, cause he's got a book coming out in September. And so I had to basically reply back to him. I was like, you know what? I, I'm kind of interested in talking to this author. He's writing a book that has to do with, it's called Sunday Dinners, Moonshine and Men. Uh, it's a okay. extraordinary journey from growing up closeted and afraid in the rural South during the mid 20th century to living as an out highly respected attorney in a time when the basic rights of the LGBT community remain under attack. So, you know, I'm, yeah, I'd be curious to, to talk to him whenever. So I had to send him back. I was like, we, we kind of do a live show. Like we don't really do pre-recorded segments. So like if, if he wants to come on the live show, we can do that. But Portions of this program maybe were recorded earlier. <laughs> it's like at Disney is like portions of this program are under refurbishment for your future enjoyment. Uh, portions of harmonious live, which is no longer on Disney plus. <laughs> and by portions, we mean, Oh, most of it. All of it. All right. Uh, we do have one voicemail. Let's get to that. Has died at age. Oh 89. my gosh. Who who's died? I think I needed to back that up. Back, back, back. This is Phoenix Dave calling in to report that Academy Award-winning actor Alan Arkin has died at age 89. He has indeed. I do not keep the, the, the score for the celebrity death phone. That is Adam, but I will pass this along to him. Uh, yes, indeed, Alan Arkin did die. Remember... When we listened or tried to listen to that audio book by Alan Arkin and he was so batshit crazy that we couldn't make it past like the fourth chapter and we, we stopped listening. No, actually. <laughs> now I have to hold one moment, please. I have to go into my audible library here and see what that thing was called. Uh, it was called. Uh, no, 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 no. This is fun. Uh, silence on, on the stream. Sorry about that. Uh, it was called some... You don't remember this? No. We were on a trip. We were listening to Yes... We've Please. taken several trips. Yeah, yeah, I know, but we were listening to Yes, Please, which was the Amy Poehler... Uh, oh, what was that the uh, I'm so great, I yeah, am self so we got, hey, yeah, Let so me we, talk about all my famous friends. Right, so we, so we decided, oh, well, let's listen to something else. And then there was this free Alan Arkin one. And he was like some kind of weird libertarian bullshit that he was spewing and everything. And we we're just like, okay, okay, you're just, you know, go away. Another crazy old rich white guy. Um, anyway, uh, that, that is, that, that's it, Adam. Who? That's it, Zach. That's the contact segment. Let's get out of there. Three, two, one. I can't believe I just called you Adam. Uh, Again. That's, but that's more muscle reflex. I normally do this show with Adam. So that, that makes sense. Um, let's see. Do I want to talk about this before or after we do the news game? Um, no, I think we can talk about it after. So let's do this. <laughs> Soundboards are hard. They are. 
Will I ask? It is the Mix Minus News Game. This is the segment of the show where normally Adam would ask me five questions from the New York Times weekly news quiz. But tonight, I'm going to ask them of Zach. Uh, So these are five questions from the New York Times weekly news quiz, which I think has like 11 questions in it. So I'm just going to randomly pick five of these. These are multiple choice answers. But Zach is going to try to answer without looking at the multiple choices, using only his head, brain, and mouth words and telling me what the answer is. Uh, he's always free to ask me for the, uh, the actual choices. Uh, and uh, after we do the five, normally we do a speed round. But I, th- I think we're going to try something else after that, after we do the, the five. So, uh, Zach, are you ready for the first question on the old news quiz this evening? Yes. All right. Um, after the uprising in Russia was called off, Russia announced, oh, why did I pick this one? I can't pronounce this. That Prigazin, Prigazin, it's, it's, it's a proper name, Prigazin, okay. would be granted amnesty and would relocate to which country? So the, the dude that was leading the uprising, Russia announced that the dude that was leading the uprising would be granted amnesty and would relocate to which country? Belarus. Belarus. That is absolutely correct. Belarus. In uh, the country's president, Alexander Lukashenko, has close ties with President Vladimir Putin of Russia and mediated the truce. So, uh, okay, let's see. This is a multiple one. We'll come back to that. Earlier this month, Pat Sajak announced that he would retire as the host of Wheel and Fortune. Wheel in Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Well, next yes, year. Yes, it, it, yeah. it, it, it's the new the new show. Wheel in Fortune. It's the wheel. It has the wheel. It has the fortune. The fortune is in the wheel. It, it spins and it comes up. Uh, who was named this week to replace him? Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest is absolutely correct. It's like, dude. Talk about a talk about a talk about a boring choice. Talk about someone who doesn't need another job. Like Ryan Seacrest has like thirty two percent of the country's jobs or something. It's crazy. They they really should have given it to Vanna White. They should have. Yeah. Why Why didn't they? She's filled in before. And apparently, uh, th- this was a, a topic of consternation amongst people on the internet. People were upset that Vanna White was asking for a raise. Because Vanna White hasn't gotten a raise in 15 years because she makes $3 million a year. But I'm like, you try making the same amount for 15 years and then being upset about not ever getting a raise. Yeah. It's crazy. Also, and, it, and, and you know, Pat Sajak was making more than $3 million a here's, year. But here's the thing I don't get. Like most... Most performers like that have agents and stuff that do that for like they don't go out and negotiate their own things. She's like, so did her agent just never ask for a raise for apparently because she 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 has lawyered up and is uh that's crazy. Uh, all right, we're at question number three right now. The Supreme Court struck down affirmative action at U.S. colleges, long a pillar of higher education. Which university's admission policies were at the heart of the case? There are two. Give me the choices because I know one, but I'm not sure about the other. Georgetown University, Harvard University, New York University, University of North Carolina, University of Texas at Austin. 
I muted myself to burp, but it was picked up on your mic in the other room. <laughs> UNC in Georgetown. UNC in Georgetown. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. Uh, you got a half point there. That was, it was UNC and Harvard. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's Harvard, Harvard. Uh, all right, that was question number three. Number four, which in-demand medication may soon come in pill form after research found the pills were just as effective as injections? Give me the answers. Ibuprofen, insulin, ozimbic, oxycodone, or spironolactone, spironolactone. I have no fucking clue. Let me reread it. Which in-demand medication soon may soon come in pill form after research found the pills were about as effective as injections? Insulin? In-demand drug. Right, so you're going to go with in, in, insulin? It was O-O-O-Zambic. No, I didn't know. <laughs> All right. Because I got it wrong. I'm so sorry. Uh, let me let me find you a good final question here. Uh, yeah, okay, here we go. Uh, the, the final question is the final question. An international team of astronomers detected a low hum of gravitational waves echoing across the universe. What do they suspect is the source of the waves? Oh, God. Is it the fusion reaction inside stars? Is it liquid oceans on distant planets? Is it raging storms on gas giants like Jupiter? Is it the merging of supermassive black holes? Or is it the rotation of spiral galaxies? Since we're not streaming to video, no one else saw that, but it's the merging of black holes. Oh, absolutely correct. Yes, it is. Uh, The deep thrum that scientists detected points to a collective echo of thousands of pairs of supermassive black holes, some as large as a billion suns, that spun into one another, creating gravitational waves that stretch and squeeze the very fabric of space-time. Can you imagine that? I read a New York Times article that had the word space-time in it. It's like... I never, as a kid, I never would have thought that there would be, you know, like talking about Martians or space time or anything that I saw on TV. That would be crazy. Well, Zach, you got uh, three, three out of five. That is a C, I think. Um, you know, just Look, C's, C's make degrees or so I was told. That's, that is the saying because, you know, you see that diploma on the wall, but you never asked them what their GPA is or anything like that. Uh, it's the old news quiz. All right, so we don't have uh, anything from our executive producer this week because Adam's not here. And since Adam is the actual talent on the show, uh, our executive producer doesn't have to show up when Adam's not here. Uh, So I thought that I would throw this together, uh, you know, because we don't have a Trivial Pursuit thing to do the the thing. So what I'm going to, I'm going to ask you that I'm, I think I'm going to call this, uh, do I have music for this? Can I do this? Can I do all right, I'll do this. All right, so what I'm going to call this is, which is longer? Okay, that's what where we're going. I'm going to I'm going to give you two periods or two two measurements, and I want you to tell me which is longer. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, here's number one. Which is 
further from us, like which is the longest distance away from us in time. Obesity being a national problem or all citizens 18 and up can vote. Obesity being a national that is the that's the furthest one away from us. Obesity, that's the the longer of the two. Okay, no, actually, uh, obesity became a problem in 1976, uh, so relatively recently, uh, and all citizens 18 and up could finally vote in 1971. So it was uh, you know five years earlier. So f- that was the longer was the, the sorry sorry they get better Zach I promise they get better. Uh, number two. Uh, which uh, happened, for, which is the longest away? Pat Robertson being born or under God added to the Pledge of Allegiance? Under God. Under God was added to the Pledge of Allegiance in 1956. Pat Robertson was born in 1930. <laughs> oh. That means Pat Robertson was what? 20... 26 when they added under God to the pledge. So Pat Robertson was fully aware of a time in this country when we when didn't that have, wasn't the yeah, case. Exactly. Well, he's not now because he's dead. Motherfucker. Good. Uh, all right. Which was longer from us? The first telegraph being sent or in God we trust added to our money? Which, which happened first? First telegraph the- sent or in God we trust added to the money? I'm just going to continue getting these wrong. So the the, the, the telegraph. The first telegraph was sent in 1844. Uh, In God We Trust was added to our two-cent coin in 1864, so 20 years later. So yes, yeah, you got one right. Look at that. Congratulations to me. (laughs) Okay, here's here's another one here. Uh, This is number four. Churches became tax exempt or poll taxes ended. Which one of those came first? Churches were tax exempt or poll taxes were ended? Churches. That is absolutely correct. Churches became tax exempt in 1913. Actually, prior to 1913, they were not tax exempt. Uh, and poll taxes. And they shouldn't be now. Yeah, they shouldn't be. But uh, poll taxes ended in 1964, so some almost 50 years later. And then, you know, certain states, i.e. Florida, brought them back just (laughs) under a different name. (laughs) All right, final one here, Zach. Which came first, which is the longest from us? Six Flags over Texas or Disneyland? Disneyland. Disneyland, are you sure? This is your final question here. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure. Just give me the answer. Disneyland (laughs) is absolutely correct. Yes. I was going to say Disneyland was 1955. And Six Flags Over Texas was 1961. Now, I did have as a backup question, uh, the first amusement park or the first American automobile? First automobile was in like the twenties. Was that the first automobile, or was that the first mass-produced automobile? It's like the first American automobile or the first amusement park. I don't know. 
Uh, the first amusement park was established in 1846. Oh. Uh, and the first American automobile was uh, in 1893. Uh, so, yeah, the first amusement park is Lake Compounds. It's in Connecticut. I w- I've been there twice. It is as big as someone's backyard. It is so tiny. It's just, it would be like going to like one of the, the mansions in uh, Newport, Rhode Island, you know, the, the Vanderbilt estates and everything. It's like, and their yard, their yard was this theme park. It was, that's how big it was. You know, it's just like, it was a big yard, but like, this is a cow pasture. This is just, there's, it's just, yeah, it's just a cow pasture. Uh, The first theme park though uh, was Santa Claus world in indiana uh and it still exists today under the name under the uh the name of holiday world so uh it was the first theme park in the in that they hired people to play you know dinsians of the town and you know themed it uh for the north pole and stuff anyway uh under god was added because of communism actually auntie scott under god was added uh on our paper money uh, for communism, but the, when it actually got added, uh, where was it here? Added in 1864 on the coins, it was the civil war. Uh, it was the, uh, civil war that was doing that. Denzians. What, what is the, isn't that the correct term? Denzians? Denizens. Denizens. You know, I couldn't say Bougainvillea on the, on the, show last time anyway uh i think uh let's see are we done we don't have birthdays this week we don't have uh any of this stuff do you follow the tiktoks at all have you have you seen this these grimace i i have tiktok on my phone but it's all cat videos yeah so no i don't i don't follow any of the stupid trends so you haven't seen the the grimace no tiktoks so no I feel like this is all right. Let me let me try to explain it without sounding like you know a, a hopelessly square dude. That's like you know, uh, I don't know why I said square. It's like that's like terms from the fifties or something. Anyway, the 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 trend is some kid will order the grimace happy meal, which has the grimace shake. Right? They won't say what flavor it is. They just say it's reminiscent of grimace or whatever. So, um, and the person takes a sip of the shake. And then it immediately cuts to them like sprawled out on the ground with purple stuff all around them or le- leaning up against a tree and like coughing up purple stuff like they've passed out and they're choking on the purple stuff or, and then it goes downhill from there. Like it's like take a sip and then suddenly they're not in the McDonald's anymore. They're out in a field somewhere and there's this really scary looking grimace off in the distance. And then he keeps getting closer. It's like, they're just doing all these crazy horror things for it. Right. And you would think that, Oh my God, someone at McDonald's is just, you know, shitting themselves right now. Like this is not what they want. But apparently like McDonald's is now in on it. Like they've posted on their, uh, Instagram, a picture of Grimace, like with a stupid smile on his face, like me not pretending not to see the Grimace memes or something like that. So I just, uh, I, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting because it's not a dance, right? Like a lot of the TikTok trends that happen are just stupid dances or stupid filters and everything. And I feel like the neat thing about this Grimace trend is that it really does highlight a lot of originality, right? It, because you, the premise is just, I've got my happy meal. I'm going to sip this shake that they won't say what's in the shake. I'm going to sip it. And then something bad happens, right? And what that bad thing is, is completely open 
to uh, you know interpretation. The cre- yeah, to the creativity of the person making it, as opposed to you know I'm just going to do the same dance moves or you know the same Megan Trainer song or whatever. So I feel I just thought it was a really cool trend. I don't know if other folks watch uh, TikTok in our audience. I don't know if if that's if there's a lot of overlap between TikTok watchers and uh, podcast listeners. But uh, if there is, uh, let me know what your favorite uh, TikTok thing to follow is. That kind of a thing. Zach, thank you so much for uh, joining me tonight, filling in for Adam. Hopefully, I uh, I did Adam proud. Uh you know. It's like it's not a high bar to uh, to to fill in for Adam. I mean, all you had to do is you know talk about trumpets and Jesus, those things. Uh, we'll be back next Friday night. I have no idea who I'm going to be here with. Uh, I'm if if you guys have someone you want to hear, like uh, someone you want to 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 host a show with me, let me know. I'll, I'll reach out to them. But I'll be here nonetheless. Um, on July 7th and then Adam will be back the week after that if you want to call us our phone number is something six I don't what the hell is our phone number (laughs) Uh, phone number is 707-61-DEATH you can send us an email contact at mixminuspodcast.com you can also go to voicemail.mixminuspodcast.com alright Zach this is is where Adam ends the show with a zinger 